the slave is the 4th of July. It's a day that reveals more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. The blessings in which you this day rejoice are not enjoyed in common. The rich inheritance of justice, liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers is shared by you, not by me. The sunlight that brought life and healing to you has brought stripes and death to me. This 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice, I must mourn. Frederick Douglass. Welcome to the Shrinks on Third Psychology and Social Justice podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Welcome. And today, Julie and I will be talking about July 4th. That's right, Cindy. I'm already thinking that there's some embedded racism in it. Only because there has been with pretty much everything we've looked at and all the other American traditions. So let's see if I'm right. Pretty much pick a topic. Look for the racism, you will find it. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so here we go. The 4th of July celebrates the coming together of the United States and its liberation from Britain. It commemorates the Declaration of Independence. That's why we call it Independence Day. And that moment in 1776 when the Continental Congress declared the 13 American colonies no longer subjects of King George III. It's supposed to be an all-American holiday. It even has all those American specials built into it. (laughs) Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, fireworks, grilling. But there are a lot of Americans, for example, African-Americans, for whom this holiday has never been about full freedom. In fact, in 1776, in the beginning of it all, it wasn't about their freedom at all. At that time, Black people were still enslaved being bought and sold even as the white Christian nation celebrated freedom and independence. At that time, black Americans couldn't vote, couldn't own land, they were owned. They couldn't worship freely, they couldn't even marry. The closest that formerly enslaved Americans came to celebrating independence on the 4th of July was when slavery, at least on paper, finally ended. But as you'll hear, the white Americans both took back the celebration and have done all they could to keep Black Americans, First Nations people, and new immigrants from real freedom. Instead, those groups have been subject to continued oppression, injustice, and violence. I knew we'd get here. I just have to say that the idea that white Americans could so value their freedom that they celebrated annually, while at the same time having slaves and supporting slavery, while preventing other human beings from having freedom based on their skin color. It's just so ironic that there must be a better word for it. Hypocritical, grotesque, I'm open to suggestions. America was built on the idea of freedom and yet still, even today, it keeps away freedom from a huge number of people. 
Literally, when the Declaration of Independence declared that all men are created equal and endowed with the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it was not meant to include indigenous or black Americans or women for that matter. This country built by immigrants from all over the world is not at all nice or welcoming even to each other. The freedoms we've been taught are due to all Americans were really only meant for white men. The future has to include all of us. Right, we need to start doing better in the present. Black men and women are still overrepresented in the prison system, no freedom there. We've all now witnessed police brutality and we can see the obvious systemic racism that permeates everything. July 4th usually marks the middle of summer. How do we celebrate America's day of independence when it still isn't a day of freedom for every American? I agree, Cindy. There's a big gulf between celebrating and misery that many people of color experience when it comes to lack of freedom. You'd think that the level of need to get out from under the rule of a king would have helped the white people who sought and fought for their own freedom and liberty to understand even more how important freedom and independence truly are for everyone, but they really only cared for their own. Which has made July 4th far more complicated than barbecues and fireworks. Our white celebrations have ignored the importance of freedom for everyone. They've ignored the many people of color who have even gone to wars to fight and die for America's freedom, and they don't have it. They're not treated as fully American or as fully free. Black people have fought, in fact, in every war America has been a part of. One of the biggest disgraces is how black veterans have been treated. Even after they fought with the union in the civil war, in the end, they were pushed back to second class because the sides reunified. All the white men on both sides were hailed as valiant and good people. This is why we see so many roads, mountains, bridges, and statues built as monuments to Confederate men, men who literally tried to destroy the country. The holiday that was created to celebrate our fight for freedom, you know, fireworks represent gunfire kind of thing, literally was invented to celebrate white freedom. And even when black and brown Americans go to war for this country, die for this country, they don't come home to be recognized and respected. You don't name things after Confederates if you're respecting African-Americans. Or democracy or freedom. During World War II, Black Americans joined forces to fight fascism and helped win that battle. Yet Jim Crow laws also helped to deny them access to the full benefits of the GI Bill that white veterans got that promised college tuition and low interest mortgages and helped create the white middle class. And that's just what they didn't get. What they did get was a lot of mistreatment and brutality. Right. It's the patriotism of Black Americans that's called into question. That is white supremacy. This is the patriarchy. This is what would need to be dismantled so that all of us can live in true independence and freedom. And how about for Native Americans? The people who were here before any of these newly free and independent white people got here to, to declare their right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. For this, the Native Americans were killed and tortured and their ancestral land was stolen. What about their right to li life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? 
The people who broke free became the oppressors and they're still trying to hold on to that position. It's been a long reign. Boy, it has. You know, Cindy, all of this makes me feel kind of bad about celebrating July 4th. I've had some uncomfortability with the 4th of July for many years and maybe that was the dawning of my consciousness. I don't know. But of course, the more I learn now, the more that discomfort is highlighted. We could go on about who else doesn't really get to celebrate a history of freedom or even current freedom. How about freedom for people like an undocumented immigrant afraid of being deported or a mom of a black son constantly worrying about him as a black boy since so many don't live to adulthood. America is a country where dreams are possible but privilege and luck play a huge role in that. I've just started to understand Juneteenth for the first time, which has also highlighted for me the wrongness of July 4th as Independence Day. I don't like fireworks anyway when their meaning is the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. It's glorifying bombs and war and the flag. It, it just feels wrong. We live in a divided country. The perspective and experience of those with privilege based on skin color, money, or both is way different than the experience of those without. Money is even often valued over human life. Isn't that the whole heart of capitalism? That is capitalism. I don't like the meaning of fireworks. I agree, but um, I actually really enjoy watching them. <laughs> um, otherwise, you know, I used to help my kids make a float, you know, otherwise known as a wagon filled with stuffed animals that they could pull in our town's very tiny local Independence Day parade. That's a really cute float idea. Yeah. I mean, we never celebrated a whole lot. We'd light some sparklers or something. That's about it. I do enjoy a day or more off work. I've often turned that into a vacation week because you get that extra free day. Right. And also the Phillies have some great fireworks that week at games too. I have some good memories of the week surrounding the 4th, but not of the meaning. Rarely have I celebrated July 4th for the historical meaning that it represents, probably more so as a kid. You know, my dad would put all those little flags out on the lawn. He was proud of being a vet, so those little flags meant something different to him than they did or do to me now. Yeah, I mean, that's meaningful, at least with regard to his experience. It's so tricky because there are people who deserve to be celebrated, who sacrificed so that this country could be free, at least for the white people. There's honor and courage in the sacrifice, of course. So July 4th should be a day to renew our determination for equity, equality, and everyone's rights, not for celebrating the victories of the privileged few. Yes, I'll celebrate that. It's America's 245th birthday, and too many people still think some lives matter more than others, or that some don't matter at all. Uh, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, and this document on paper freed the slaves. But now we know that it was June 19, 1865, when the last enslaved people in Texas learned they were no longer in bondage. So Independence Day is Juneteenth. That's the day to celebrate. Yeah, Independence Day can't mean the same to Black Americans as it does to white Americans until they are as free and treated as fairly. In our American history classes, I never heard of Frederick Douglass until I think we started learning some black history during Black History Month when I was in high school. That's when I remember my first introduction to anything black, except 
one of our neighbors a few streets over and Hattie, the woman who cleaned our home. It was still a lot of years later when I learned more about Frederick Douglass, the former slave who became an abolitionist and delivered his famous, what to the slave is the 4th of July speech. Before the Civil War, the general popular opinion of white Americans agreed with the Supreme Court's 1857 Dred Scott decision, marking black people inferior and unfit to associate. At the time, the court ruled that black people were not and never were intended to be included as citizens in the constitution. So the rights and privileges given to citizens by the constitution were only meant for white people. Yeah, and this was the general consensus of white Americans in the North and the South. Right. So on July 5th, 1852, Douglas, who was also a journalist, was invited to speak at a 4th of July event for the Rochester's Ladies Anti-Slavery Society in New York. It was interesting that he spoke on the 5th rather than the 4th. The 5th of July was apparently a day that some black people historically chose to celebrate as a way to highlight the differences between the ideals of America's Independence Day and their reality, and also to avoid all the drunk white people. Very wise. Yeah. To celebrate, but not on the exact day that white America celebrates. Hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. And his audience was a large, mostly white crowd, though they were also abolitionists. So they were, I guess, as sympathetic as white people were back then. And he got straight to the point by beginning with that famous question, what to the slave is the 4th of July? And he went on to answer that question. He said, it's a day that reveals more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. And he included himself in that and added, I am not included within the pale of this glorious anniversary. Here's more of a quote from him. The blessings in which you this day rejoice are not enjoyed in common. The rich inheritance of justice, liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers is shared by you, not by me. The sunlight that brought life and healing to you has brought stripes and death to me. This 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice. I must mourn. Frederick Douglass. People were still enslaved when he was talking about that and he spoke very directly. Maybe it was more than those ladies were expecting about America and independence and how little it meant for the enslaved people still owned and working for masters in the South and also how little it meant for people like him for the free black people in the North who were still subject to systemic racism, segregation, discrimination, and even violence. It was a full 11 years later when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed and still, of course, another two years until word reached all of the slaves about their freedom. So Juneteenth, which we talked about in another recent episode, a real celebration of freedom came 13 years after Douglass's famous speech. Although even with the official end of slavery, there's a long road to go before true freedom and independence are shared. There was a moment after losing the Civil War and fighting a bloody four-year war to break from the United States and defend slavery 
when Confederates weren't interested in celebrating the 4th of July, but Black people were celebrating it more because they were more free, a little bit. There were millions of newly emancipated people who made Independence Day their own. So at that point in the Southern Confederate States, it was mostly former African-American slaves who celebrated. They had marches, watched fireworks, and listened to readings of the Emancipation Proclamation, the Declaration of Independence, and the 13th Amendment. Well, those are all things to celebrate. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> As you might imagine, a lot of white people hated to see this. The nation's Independence Day, the 4th of July, became a celebration of freedom for Black people. So many white people tried to take back power through force. The celebrations became politically divisive and of course, sometimes violent. Conservatives and white vigilantes caused enough problems to take back control from the Republican party, which was a biracial party back then. Through control of local and state governments, especially in the South, segregationist laws were enacted. For example, pushing the celebrations further and further out of the city or making it impossible to cook or sell food that eventually basically ended any official celebrations by black people of the 4th of July. For the goal of unification of the country, but it looks to be more like white supremacist unification, the Union and Confederate soldiers reconciled and rebranded the Civil War as a valiant effort to be brave that there are brave people on both sides. This helped Confederates to retake the 4th of July as their own. And then Independence Day was once again for whites only. When enslaved people were freed, they were not given any other rights. People who actually tried to destroy the country are now honored at the expense of true Americans who worked and fought and built this place. Yeah, speaking of built this place, we never would have won the American Revolution if African-Americans had not run on the backs, you know, on their, based on their labor, all of the plantations that produced everything people needed in order to have that revolution. And they made their white owners extremely wealthy, wealthy enough to fund the revolution. So when you say they built this place, I, I think literally they built this place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, there's a problem here. Too many people actually think there isn't enough to share, that somehow it's not going to happen, that we can all be free, only some of us. That if, if you're free, that would make me less free or something stupid like that. That's messed up. Yes. So Douglas's speech is still relevant today. Various groups recite the speech or listen to a recording of it annually during the week of the 4th of July. And we can still ask the same question. Today, for people of color, black and brown people, immigrants, who still face mass incarceration, systemic racism, unemployment, poverty, and with COVID-19 highlighting so many inequities. Yeah, I can imagine that many people might feel pretty excluded from having much to celebrate on July 4th. Immigrants, dreamers, people who've been incarcerated, people who still are, many people of color, Native Americans, poor people, those who don't have that access to the American dream, even besides the African-American population whose history has been erased or minimized. I don't really wanna take away anyone's holiday or enjoyment of the holiday, but as we're talking about it, it kind of feels like we need to update the holiday. Like you said earlier, Cindy, to celebrate building in more equity, equality, 
and increasing the rights of all people. Caring about this stuff, being patriotic, doesn't mean accepting things that are so wrong. It's because we care that we want to change stuff. We have to do what we can to move forward toward unity and equity all around, to confront the things we don't want to see. Understanding and recognizing Juneteenth, supporting efforts to get rid of public monuments to Confederates, rooting out white supremacy, are all necessary and still not enough. Agreed. Maybe our annual holiday to celebrate freedom really should celebrate the continuing fight for freedom that we should all be supporting. No one is free if not everyone is free. Yeah, so when we're, well, we already had our barbecues or whatever we had, so maybe we didn't affect people's 4th of July this year, but in the future, maybe find a recitation of Frederick Douglass's speech to play before the fireworks or before your barbecue or at your barbecue or something, I don't know. Or even just say out loud, I wanna continue fighting for freedom for all. Make it a shared value. Yes, there it is. Thanks for listening today. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at shrinksonthird. Until next time, take care.